What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football Time Podcast, episode 21. I do hope that you guys are enjoying the show, and if you are enjoying the show, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way that you can support this podcast, and follow us on all of our forms of social media, at FFTimePod. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at FFTimePod. Jason and I have a really exciting show for you guys today. We got a question of the day. We're going to talk about some news, get you guys caught up on all the injuries. We got an extended edition of our Fringe Start series, and then we're going to answer some listener questions to close it down. So I hope you guys enjoy the show, and let's get started. One, two, three, go! Just like that, we are back with another episode of the Fantasy Football Time Podcast, episode 21. I am your host, Joe the Show Wallach, here with the pride of Davenport, Iowa, the big hyena, Jason Gruber. Love it. Yep, I am from Davenport. Love Davenport. Love it enough to never go back, really, as well. So that's good. What was your favorite part about living in Iowa? Oh, man. So I I liked, I think I was like a good place to grow up. I really do. And at the same time, uh, I was ready to leave like the entire time growing up. But I think the best part, at least for me, living in Iowa was uh, family. Like um, all of my family lived really, really close. So that was cool. I actually grew up next to my grandparents. Like literally they were my next door neighbors. Fun. So that was really cool. And tons and tons of aunts and uncles and everybody was in town or close and uh, that sort of stuff. So yeah, why the big hyena? Because I feel like hyenas are are opportunistic okay. they're a little bit scavengerous they're also the bad guys they're, they are a little bit of a villain okay and they're also always scheming something i feel mm, like yep. i'm basing all of this off of the off of the lion king yeah it's literally one thing i'm also today, and i feel like that's how you play fantasy football a little bit that's true i'm always You're a little scheming. bit of a hyena i'm always scheming that's for sure a little bit of a scavenger i don't really know what very that means, opportunistic but. That, that you is true. You like to prey on the weak. I do know that if you there see are two somebody guys. in our league that has a need at running back, yes, Jason is, is in your inbox immediately. I literally know two guys this week that basically don't have no three that don't have anyone to start. So you're totally right. I'm also wearing Zubas tonight, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Chicago Bears Zubas specifically. And so if you don't know what those are, go look them up, buy a pair, support them. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show yet. Do not buy a pair. No, they're yes, awesome. Yes, look them up and then they're spam awesome. the comment section of our social medias making fun of Jason's pants. Dude, Zubas are elite. I'm sure they're elite comfortable wise, but. And they look so cool. I'm all in on Zubas. Okay, guys, for for the listeners on the other end of the mic here, Jason and I are recording. It's it's a little bit later at night, and Jason is rolling into to Time Studio wearing these Chicago Bears-colored zebra-striped sweatpants and his bright pink headphones that are clearly his daughter's. And we, you don't know and that, Joe. Don't, don't, so don't make assumptions. <laughs> don't make assumptions over here. Are they, are they your son's headphones? Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> uh all let's, right, let's well, get into it. Yeah, we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We're excited to be here. <laughs> Episode 21. Uh, we have a question of the day that I'm excited to, to answer. We've got some news from around the NFL. We're, doing our, we're continuing on with our Fringe Start series, and we're doing an extended edition today. We're giving you guys a full starting lineup of Fringe Starters, not just like one or two how we typically do, but we're giving you guys a, some deep 
fringe starters that we think should be in your lineup this weekend. And then we're going to finish the show off with some listener questions. But we have a question of the day to start today's show. So, Jason, here is our question of the day, and I'll let you kick us off. Jason, if you were comparing a current NFL player to a snack, who would you choose and what snack? Yeah, so one of the things that I realized with this um, process of trying to figure this out is actually I really struggle to think of snacks, to be honest. That was the that was the hardest part. So both of these are candy, fully admit that. But uh, here's my first one. I have two. My first one is A.J. Dillon, and I think if A.J. Dillon was a snack, he would be Laffy Taffy, specifically banana Laffy Taffy. Oh, and that's the worst Laffy Taffy. And, and, here's, and here's why. You're pretty much like – you're excited when you get a piece of candy, when you get a piece of Laffy Taffy. You know, you go to the uh, like you go to the parade. You go to the parade. They throw out some Laffy Taffy, and and you're excited about it. You're pumped about it, even. And then you, you open that bad boy up, and you actually start eating it, and you remember that you don't <laughs> like banana Laffy Taffy. <laughs> you're like, that this it is, isn't as it good is as bad. I thought it it would is be. all the hype, and and then it just doesn't show up. And that has been AJ Dillon this year. Like, if you drafted A.J. Dillon, I mean, there were so many people saying things like, A.J. Dillon's going to be a league winner for you. Like, I, I heard that all over the place. And A.J. Dillon has been completely worthless outside of week one, in which he was okay week one. Other than that, he's been completely worthless for your fantasy team, pretty much the same as Banana Laffy Taffy. There's so much better Laffy Taffy yeah, out there so than many, Banana Yeah, so ones. many better Laffy Taffies. All right, my pick is this Justin Fields is plain tortilla chips like on their own they're okay you don't really want them on their own but you put them with some good stuff you're making magic you put tortilla chips with salsa that's great you put tortilla chips with queso unbelievable you put tortilla chips with guac all outstanding but on their own tortilla chips just don't quite get it done as a snack. And that's how I feel about Justin Fields. Justin Fields is tortilla chips on the field without any of the, the dipping sauces to go with it. He doesn't have any good receivers. David Montgomery is about the best weapon he has, and he has a tight end that doesn't exist. It's really unfortunate for Justin Fields that he is all alone on the football field, and he flashes some greatness. There was a play last week where he took off out of the pocket, scrambled around, and turned it into like a 47-yard rushing touchdown, which one of his B-list wide receivers got taken away from him because of a holding call down the field. So Justin Fields has shown flashes that he could be a really good special quarterback in this league, but he just doesn't have the queso, he doesn't have the guac, he doesn't have the salsa. So right now he's still just playing tortilla chips, which on their own don't quite get the job done. Not yet. He's gonna get some. He's gonna get some guac. We oh, got I've some heard. Hopes. I've we heard some, uh, the, we got some the Carolina it's, uh, Panthers it's, it's, might uh, provide him with some guac in the form yeah, of we, DJ Moore. We will see some trade we'll rumors there. Uh, all right, here's my next one. I think we're gonna do two. Jamar Chase is Reese's eggs. Jamar oh, I love Chase Reese's eggs. is Reese's eggs. I said that I struggled to think of snacks, and I just went with two candies. But Jamar Chase is Those Reese's eggs. Here's why. Do you know what like is arguably the best candy? Reese's eggs. Like it is, it is. They're even much better than regular Reese's. The the chocolate to peanut butter ratio, how smooth it is, they are elite. But here's the problem: you can't find them, right? Like you cannot find Reese's eggs right now. I would love to go and buy Reese's eggs, and guess what? Jamar Chase, you cannot find him. He cannot find the end zone. He, he you had giant hopes, you had giant dreams for Jamar Chase, 
but the reality is is that he has been a giant disappointment for your fantasy football team this year and that is why he is like Reese's eggs kind of like when I go into Kroger and I can't find Reese's eggs giant disappointment that I have to settle for just a regular Reese's which is like T Higgins which is really good I like Reese's but the Reese's eggs are just a little bit better. They're just on a little bit of a different level. And so I think the, that's a great take. And here's the like annoying thing about it. Jamar Chase is wide receiver 14 right now, which is good. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're if he's on your fantasy football team, you you are generally happy to have wide receiver 14 on your team. But you paid wide receiver three for him, which is actually one of the reasons why I'm always like a little bit nervous to get the top guys especially when um, in auction leagues, because I'm like, you know what? They're only going to disappoint me. I'd rather just like get a middle of the road guy. That's a, that's a psychology thing. That's not fantasy advice. That's how to like <laughs> not have your heart broken advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's from our chase. All right, here we go. I love this take by the way, Joe. Yeah. You don't even know what I'm going to say. It's not in the show doc. It's not in the show, but it's, is it the thing you said earlier? I think it's this, I think it's what you're thinking okay. of. Patrick Mahomes is Doritos. Love this take. Love this Patrick take. Mahomes is Doritos. Specifically, he's nacho cheese Doritos. And here's why. Nacho cheese Doritos are great. You know this. I know this. They're they're a great, they're an S-tier chip. Nacho cheese Doritos. But here's the thing. They've been around a while, and you can take them for granted. Like, whenever you go to the grocery store, and you're in the chip aisle, and you're looking for snacks... Most of the time, you don't grab a bag of nacho cheese Doritos because they feel like they're too typical, right? Like they feel like, oh, I can get nacho cheese Doritos whenever I want. And you take them for granted. But they are great. Nacho cheese Doritos might be the best chip in the world. And yet we don't always view them in that light because we get obsessed with the shiny new chip, you know? Ooh, I want salt and vinegar. I want sour cream and onion. Salt and vinegar is disgusting. Meanwhile, nacho cheese Doritos are always there and they're always elite. And it doesn't matter what you pair them with, like Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They're still an elite chip. You can have nacho cheese Doritos with just about any meal and they're going to be good. And they're going to be good. And they might even make the meal better because of how good of a chip they are. So Patrick Mahomes is nacho cheese Doritos. I was going to add to that, though, Joe, that they actually don't make what they just stand alone. Like they're good on their own, but they don't really make those around them better, which is really just commentary on MVS and <laughs> uh, and Juju. But yeah, you know, I, I totally I totally agree. I totally agree. So that that was our question of the day. If you guys have a snack and a player comparison, that's a great thing that we would love to see in the comments of our social media. So make sure you drop one over there on social media. All right, we're going to move on to some news from around the NFL. Not a ton of news today as it is only Wednesday, so a lot of the practice reports will be more important later on in the week. But there's a few important ones, specifically this one. Jahan Dotson and Logan Thomas are both out for Thursday night football. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. There's a whole day before tomorrow night's game, but both Jahan Dotson and Logan Thomas will not be in your lineups tomorrow night. Jason, um, how do you feel about, in general, the other pass catchers on Washington? Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. I I feel like Terry McLaurin has just been underwhelming this year and I can't quite figure out why is it strictly Carson Wentz or is Terry looking a little washed well first of all Terry hasn't been the best receiver on his team right so and we and you expected him to be the best receiver on your team 
So can you start any of these guys with confidence? I mean, right now, Terry McLaurin's sitting at wide receiver 31, and we know how much they've passed the ball already. So I, 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 I don't think you can start Terry McLaurin with confidence. Bless you. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, all right, derailed. Back to Terry McLaurin. I do think you can start Curtis Samuel with okay. confidence. Right now he's wide receiver 17, and he's just getting so many targets. I, I'd have to do the math here, but he's at 11, 9, 10, 7, and 8 targets. Honestly, you uh, Curtis Samuel is uh, maybe like a Brandon Cooks in the past where he's just a good receiver who's getting tons of targets, and you're not pumped to have Curtis Samuel. But actually, if you played him every single week, your fantasy team would be in a pretty good position. I mean, that's a like that's a mid to upper tier wide receiver too. I mean, that's shocking that we're talking about Curtis Samuel being a mid to upper tier wide receiver too. And as we, if you think about where he's going to finish, I mean, it's not going to be terribly lower than that if he continues on this trajectory. Like, if he's his season low on targets is seven. You know, like if he continues to get that every single week, then he is going to be a wide receiver too. Maybe just a, a late wide receiver too. Yeah, he's the guy they that, you know, when they brought him in two years ago before the injury, they they you know, they brought him in, they gave him a big contract, they believed in him, and all it did was just take an extra year for that to deliver. So I'm not no really surprised that Curtis Samuel is good. I'm surprised that he's overcome the injury as well as he has. But yeah, love me think, some Curtis Samuel. I think the real story in this game is their backfield. Brian Robinson mm. does is does he get all of the work? Is this just a three-headed monster? Last week, J.D. McKissick didn't get a single carry, uh, but he did get uh, what was it seven targets. Um, so I don't. I mean, does Antonio Gibson like what is Antonio Gibson's value? It's, it's bad on Friday morning. It is bad news for Antonio Gibson. Uh, for some context, someone tried to trade me Antonio Gibson in my dynasty league for a third round rookie pick and i said no that's that's how little would you do it for a fourth round rookie pick maybe just at a chance that he has some value this year but i I don't look at him as having any value moving forward i mean except maybe a timeshare for the next couple games until brian robinson gets healthy and and is looking like the explosive back that they brought him in to be yeah i think i Um, like it as like a fourth round rookie pick just because I think he, I think this is the last year in his contract, mm-hmm. and so he's going to be gone. Yep. But I don't I don't blame you at all, like for saying no. No, it was and a, for even being it was like a good nope, run. He was be, he was yeah. a running back one for for two straight seasons, but now it is no longer his time. All right, moving on. Jonathan Taylor did not practice again Wednesday. He was seen in a walking boot on the sideline. So. Uh, not good for Jonathan Taylor as he continues to battle a high ankle sprain. If you know anything about high ankle sprains, those are injuries that are not exactly the fastest to overcome. So we're looking at, you know, over a week now, week and a half of Jonathan Taylor dealing with this injury, still not practicing. Um, and this is important because Naeem Hines, the backup, got a concussion in the Thursday night game last week. So the Colts could be without two of their top two running backs going into Sunday against the Jags. And if that's the case, I'm, I'm not telling you to do this now, but if you're, if those guys are ruled out by, you know, Friday, Saturday, Deion Jackson is interesting. He, he could be a spot start. If you're in a pinch, if you have bye weeks 
that you need to cover, injuries that you need to cover. Deion Jackson could be an interesting pickup and spot start. That's all I'm going to say. Not endorsing Deion Jackson, but it's interesting. All right. I have this in the show doc as all of the Saints wide receivers did not practice today with various injuries. So Michael Thomas did not practice. Jarvis Landry did not practice. Chris Olave did not practice because of his concussion. So I don't expect, I definitely don't expect Chris Olave to play this weekend just with how the NFL is treating concussions right now. Yeah, I was curious about that. It says that he's in stage three of the five stages, but I I think I agree with your take, Joe, that just the way that they're looking at that right now, I think that they're going to be overly cautious and For sure. not let him play. For sure. So I, I wrote this in the show doc too, Jason. I want to ask you if, if any of those guys miss or all those guys miss is Taysom Hill an interesting flex play this week. I think that Taysom Hill it, oh, you added flex. That was not in the document. Because, well, here's the thing. In sleeper leagues, he's still just a tight end. But in other platforms, ESPN, Yahoo, he's considered a quarterback slash tight end slash wide receiver. So you can put him in your flex. Well, you can, you can still put a tight end in your you flex. You can. You can. So I, d- I would not put him as a quarterback. If Correct. No, I would I wouldn't move on from that. Um, Jameis Winston, they're saying he's still questionable officially. Um, and he's working back in a limited capacity. So I don't I don't like Taysom Hill as a quarterback. I think I like him as everything else. Man, I, I don't know that I love him in my flex as in general. Sure. I think as a tight end, yeah, he's staying in the fire. I mean, what did he score, 33 points Yeah, he's or the tight end three on the season. It's crazy and dumb. But um, so I don't love him as a flex depending on what your team looks like. Just because he also got all of the touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had nearly 200 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, his, his and he didn't have touchdown a touchdown per opportunity rate is insane. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I think if you play that game over, he ha- he still gets a lot of that. But Alvin Kamara walks away with one or two. You know, yeah. that's just more likely to happen. Okay, I don't hate that. I I agree with Jason. I think he's fine as a tight end play. If you, you know, you could have you know Dawson Knox who might not be back from injury. T.J. Hawkinson on a bye. One of those guys. Taysom Hill's a fine. Let me ask you this, Joe. Rest of season, are you just plugging him into your tight end? Like, If you have Hawkinson, are you throwing him over Hawkinson? No, because we've seen this with Taysom Hill before where he has like one random big game and then... It was the best game he's ever had, by the way. I know. I I know. I just... I still... Right now, New Orleans doesn't have any weapons healthy. They're all banged up and they don't have their starting quarterback. So I think it was really a, a need thing. Like, we need Taysom Hill to step in and play a pivotal role in this offense. I agree with you. I think most of the time those carries go to Alvin Kamara around the goal line. And I think he doesn't get near. I think they had to get creative with the offense when they don't have a lot of their playmakers out there. So I think once Michael Thomas, Jarvis, Olave are back, I don't know that Taysom Hill is going to be on the field as much as he is. I could be wrong. So uh, what do you think his snap percentage was in the last game? Oh, gosh. I want to say like. 12%. 12%. No, it was 30%. 30%. Wow. Which still to be to get 33 fantasy points off of 30% right. That's what of the I'm snaps. Like he's not insane. utilized enough to be a confident star every week where like I know TJ Hawkinson is inconsistent, but you like it that your tight ends on the field for 90% of the snaps, yep. getting targets, running routes. We those are the things I like to see out of my tight end. All right. 
Dak Prescott returned to practice. He's doing some throwing drills today. That's a great sign for the Cowboys. Great, Well, maybe not. <laughs> it's a great sign for, for Dak, but uh, head coach Mike McCarthy is still expecting Cooper Rush to be the starter for Monday Night Football. Um, but but a good sign for, for Dak and for the Cowboys. I, I don't actually think Cooper Rush is better for the Dallas Cowboys than Dak is, but it's been it's been fun to watch. Cooper Rush may have earned himself a a chance at a starting job next year by going five and O as a starter in place of Dak, but I probably expect Dak back next week, not this week. Mac Jones also returned to practice today. He could play this Sunday. Now, if Mac Jones plays this Sunday, I think I I mean maybe even regardless. I think Jacoby Myers is a is a great start. Jacoby Myers has looked real good recently and he looks like he's the number one there he's the target hog um and I think you know he had one of his best fantasy performances ever last week with Bailey Zappi I expect those kind of numbers to to continue to trend upward for Jacoby Myers with Mac Jones so something to monitor if Mac Jones plays I think Jacoby Myers goes from a good start to a great start Tyreek Hill got in a full practice today and then this one sucks. Raheem Mostert left practice early today with a knee injury. Jason, as the resident Chase Edmonds truther, if Raheem Mostert misses time, if he misses this game, can you play Chase Edmonds? Yeah, you can definitely play Chase Edmonds. I would view him much closer to a flex option. And first of all, I think every... Um, I'm curious. I did not look this up. I wonder what Chase Edmonds is rostered right now. I can find out for you while yeah. you talk. Um, so first of all, if you have Chase Edmonds, you have likely pivoted. He's rostered in 74% of sleeper yeah, leagues. And that feels maybe a little bit high. Oh my gosh, he had 0.1 fantasy points yes. this past week. 0.10. Against the Jets? He just didn't play. So can you flex him? Yes. Do you need Moster to be out 100% and to have confidence in that? Absolutely. And I would also say you're probably not that excited to play Chase Edmonds. Like you're just not. Now – I mean, there's a bunch, like this is the first time we have six teams on bye. So, like, you have bye weeks coming into it. You have injuries that people are dealing with. So, all that said, if you have Chase Edmonds on your team, you might need to flex him this week. And if you're in a place where you need to flex him, I think you can flex him. And pre- he, I would rather play him than what you're likely to get on the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true, that you, you're better off to play him than pick up a waiver wire guy, except maybe the exception being like Eno Benjamin, who could get the start for Arizona. Yeah, I agree. Eno Benjamin, I would put him above, um, assuming that that injury is true. Gotcha. All right, last piece of news. Matt Rule has been fired as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And with this news has come some increased speculation around some of the star players of Carolina being Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Jason, is there a a destination that you selfishly as a fan, not saying like, I don't know that these are realistically going to happen, but selfishly as a fan, what kind of a trade would you love to see happen for one of these guys? Ooh, okay. So CMC, um, the one that came out was Buffalo, which yeah, and I Buffalo feel like, shot it down. But let me, but yeah, but that doesn't mean it, anything. It's interesting. Like coach talk. First of all, let me just speak from a Madden perspective. Them having CMC makes them the like one of the most fun teams to play with on Madden of all time. Ever. Like immediately yeah. right there. So 
it would be awesome if he went to the Bills just because like I would I would then root for the Bills to win it all. I think it'd be really interesting if he went to Miami. You know, we just talked about Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Like yep. if they would have the best skill position players in the NFL. For sure. I think that would be really interesting. Um, there's probably other places for that. I think for DJ Moore, the most interesting place, and I hate that I'm saying this, but I think the most interesting place is the Packers, actually. Yep. Like him catching the ball from Aaron Rodgers would be just really f- like I, I'm not gonna say it, it would be fun to watch because I hate Aaron Rodgers. If I didn't hate Aaron Rodgers, it would be fun to watch. And they clearly don't have a one. Like I, it's it's still really murky what their wide receiver situation is. So I don't know. Those stick out to me being like, hey, finally get DJ Moore an actual like good slash great quarterback. And CMC is just awesome and literally maybe the most athletic player in the nfl like that dude is so so athletic so i would love to see him go somewhere where he could succeed i'd like to see dj Moore on the chicago bears mainly because i want to see what justin fields can do with a good wide receiver i don't i don't personally i mean okay well it's hard to say after darnell mooney had one of the most ridiculous catches i've seen ever yeah but what was that Sunday. quote from um from him in the offseason about Oh, from Justin Fields? Yes. I don't know that this was true, but if it was true, I saw on Twitter in the offseason that Justin Fields came out and said he played with better wide receivers at Ohio State than he did in it the NFL. It was something along the lines of, like, these guys would be the fifth string at Ohio and he State. he might be right. Yes, and because if you actually go through the roster, I think it is true, which, oh, like, yeah. hurts. You know I mean, what I mean? Even you go, last year, with the team that Justin Fields played with at Ohio State has three guys. Who are, who are they? Chris Olave, I Chris that. Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams were all first round NFL draft picks last year. We're all at Ohio State with Justin Fields. And Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Or third didn't, or yeah, whatever. Marvin Harrison was on the team, but he was a true freshman. He didn't really play. But still. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. The Ohio State wide receiver you college football podcast. Here we come. All right. That is going to do it for news from around the NFL. Make sure you guys are checking those injury reports leading into Friday and Saturday. Those are the most important practice reports to pay attention to. All right, Jason, we're doing fringe starts. We're bringing back our fringe start series, but we're doing a little bit of an extended edition today. So for those of you who are maybe new to the show, who haven't experienced our fringe start section before, basically we we know that fantasy football is hard. You got to make some tough decisions. You got to figure out who you're going to start who you're going to bench, which guy you should should be rostering, which guy you should be dropping. And all of these players that we're going to be talking about in our fringe start category are players that we think are probably being undervalued or maybe on a lot of people's benches or maybe not even rostered at all. But we think this week, week six, they would be really strong players to actually put in your starting lineup. And that's why we're calling them fringe starts. So Jason, why don't you get us started with your fringe start at the quarterback position. Yeah, so once again, these are guys who, I mean, you know, we're not picking the elite of the elite here. These are the ones, um, especially at quarterback, you're likely streaming, you know. and Yep, maybe you had Trey Lance. Maybe yep. you had Russell had Wilson. He's been underwhelming, yep. and you're considering, yeah. Maybe, considering you, honestly, like any guy after, like, quarterback eight, you are likely, you've pivoted and are likely streaming. Yep. And so with that said, I'm going with Geno Smith. And let me actually say before I talk about Geno Smith, automatically streaming has so much variance. So it's okay to pick Jared Goff and then go for four points. It stinks for fantasy, but it's a reality that it just happens. So I say this with very little confidence, but I'm just going to stay in the fire with Geno Smith. 
Uh, Geno Smith so far is the QB six on the year, which I recognize is like a crazy and also a dangerous game to play and just go, well, who's been the best so far? But um, he wasn't, he didn't even start the year off playing well. Like to be honest, his first two games, he um, he was leading the league in percentage, but a huge percent or a huge part of that was that he was passing the ball so close to the line of scrimmage. And really it's been the last three games that they've looked at it and been like, Hey, maybe Gino is actually a good quarterback. And I'm not saying that Gino Smith is a great quarterback by any means, but maybe he is a good quarterback. And the other thing that I think that we have seen, even with Russell Wilson, like moving on is that Seattle's wide receivers are really talented. Like they have very, very talented wide receivers. And what we see time and time again is that if you give guys good, um, really good weapons, then they then that helps them tremendously for fantasy. Like it helps the offense as a whole. And so um, it's along those lines, he's playing Arizona this week. And Arizona has been absolutely atrocious when it comes to specifically passing defense in general. And so uh, if you're looking for a stream, I think that Geno Smith is a good play this week. I like it. All right, I'm going with a little bit of a deeper pick. He he is not a unknown guy by any means, but he has been on a lot of people's benches so far this fantasy season. And I'm going with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback fringe star. Aaron Rodgers is currently the quarterback 19 on the season, but I don't expect him to stay that way. He is starting to get into a rhythm. He is starting to get into a groove with some of these younger, inexperienced wide receivers, and he's starting to play some really good football for the Green Bay Packers. And he's coming off of three straight games in which he put up good numbers against good defenses. He played at Tampa Bay and threw for 255-2 and and had 17 fantasy points. Then he went and played against New England, another good defense, who, and then he threw for 251 and two against New England. And then this past week in London against the Giants, threw for 222 yards and two touchdowns. So over 200 yards, two touchdowns in each of the last three games. He's at home this weekend against a bad New York Jets team. I think this is the week where Aaron Rodgers breaks that two touchdown barrier. He gets to three touchdowns. He's starting to develop more chemistry with those wide receivers. Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubs have started to to come alive and look like they're going to be good wide receivers for him. So I think this is the week where Aaron Rodgers breaks back into the top 12 and becomes a QB one, maybe even from here on out for the rest of the season. I love him to have a good bounce back week against at home against the New York jets this week. So that's why Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback fringe start. And uh, I'm going to lead off with running backs with David Montgomery. Now uh, for a lot of teams, David Montgomery is a locked and loaded RB two. But I think with his recent injury, there's just some question marks. And so he probably is living in that late RB2, maybe even flex situation for you. And I would just say I'm playing David Montgomery with confidence. We've seen two years in a row now where David Montgomery gets hurt and then Khalil Herbert comes in and, to be honest, like plays lights out, is phenomenal, like is, is legitimately not only just great for fantasy, um, you know, you can look up the PFF grades and like is one of the best running backs in the league, or at least is that way for one to two games. And then what happens is David Montgomery comes back and now we have two different coaching regimes who are like, Hey, guess what? David Montgomery's really good. He's the guy. 
And so uh, I, I say that uh, he came back last game and he got right away his first game back. He got 72% of the snaps. And I expect that just, just to continue. Um, you know, the first week of the season, he was at 66. Week two, he was at 80% of the snaps. And then week three, he was injured. And so I think that David Montgomery is a genuinely like really good running back. The offense absolutely needs him and needs him to succeed. Uh, and he's going to be a good play. And here's the other weird thing is that even in projections this week, he's projected to be the 20th best running back, which, I mean, he's ahead of guys, and I'll just list off a few guys that I'm going to take David Montgomery over them. Uh, he's listed ahead of, or behind, excuse me, he, he's listed behind James Robinson. I'm taking Dave Mo David Montgomery uh, over James Robinson at Indy. He's listed behind Ezekiel Elliott. I'm definitely taking him over Zeke. Uh, he's listed ahead of Miles Sanders. I think that I like him over Miles Sanders. He's listed over Najee at Tampa Bay. I like him way more than Najee at Tampa Bay. And so all that to say is if you're considering or thinking about David Montgomery, I would definitely want to play him this week. Also, I'll add, I think that he's a great buy low candidate. I know that's an overused thing, but David Montgomery, David Montgomery is a solid guy. I like it. You know I love me some David Montgomery. He is elite. 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 All right, my running back fringe start, my first running back fringe start, is a guy who who doesn't jump off the stat sheet right away, but I think he's trending in the right direction. I'm talking about Travis Etienne, second-year second running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Travis Etienne it has gotten more and more snaps every single week. He's up from 43% to 51% to 53% in this most recent games. And this was the first game this past week against the Houston Texans where he actually out-touched James Robinson. He actually got more opportunities than James Robinson. He had 15, he had 10 carries, five, five targets, where James Robinson only had 10 carries, two targets. So he actually had more opportunities than James Robinson. So while his numbers haven't been great so far, he's only had one game so far this year that, that really was was okay for fantasy. It was this most recent game. All of the kind of the behind the scenes numbers like snap percentages and routes run, usage rates are all been trending in the right direction. Meanwhile, James Robinson, the guy who has kind of started off the year really hot, has kind of regressed in some of those underlying numbers his snap percentages have continued to go down from 63 to 47 to 40 this past week against the Houston Texans so I actually like Travis Etienne to continue trending in this right direction he was a first round pick that Jacksonville Jaguars seem to believe in him so I think Travis Etienne is going to to just continue to trend upward take more opportunity take more snaps and start to produce for fantasy and also I don't think that this is going to continue but he has zero touchdowns so far this year like that's just not sustainable for a guy who's on the field and as involved as Travis Etienne is like eventually he's gonna find the end zone Jacksonville is a good offense they have good pieces they're playing the Colts this week who the Colts have been struggling as of late so that is a generous way a generous thing to say Thank you. I, that was hard for me to admit, but yeah, I, I like Travis Etienne. I think he's trending in the right direction. I think he is a good buy low candidate. He might even be on the waivers for some leagues, depending on how deep your league is. So I think Travis Etienne is trending in the right direction and I like him to have a good week this weekend against Indianapolis. Joe, give me um, just your thoughts on the Jacksonville backfield and specifically like, who do you like more rest of season? And do you think that they're, um, 
do you think that there is value there or is it just going to be a timeshare? I mean, James Robinson, um, I think he's at like RB 13 right now. I mean, he was up at like RB six and he just had two bad games. So whereas, you know, uh, Travis Etienne's at 37 and everyone's doing exactly what you're doing, relying on all those underlying stats. So tell me who do you like better rest of the season? And then just, uh, projections of are any of them valuable, how valuable that sort of thing. Yeah, I think so. I actually own James Robinson in one of my my leagues, and I've been actively trying to trade him because I don't like where the backfield is trending in Jacksonville for James Robinson. Um, I think Travis Etienne is the more talented player. I think he was the more obviously the more highly drafted player. He's the guy that they're probably going to want to give his fair shot before they move on from him, if that makes sense. Like, I really think there's going to be a, a, a game stretch, four, five, six games, where they really try to utilize Travis Etienne to see what they have. They know what they have in James Robinson. James Robinson is a good running back. He's not explosive. He's kind of slow. He's not a great pass catcher. Travis Etienne has a little bit more of an upside than James Robinson does. I, I don't dislike James Robinson. You, like you said, James Robinson's the running back 13 on the year, but the last two weeks have not been good for James Robinson. Two fantasy points against Philadelphia, five fantasy points against Houston this so, past week. But if I can like summarize what you're saying, is that you actually just feel like there's a ton of question marks. I do. And you're I don't not think excited it's clear. To, you're not excited about James Robinson, but you don't have any certainty or like, it, it doesn't feel as you're talking like you have any confidence about either one. I don't have any confidence yet, but like I said, I like the direction in which Travis Etienne is heading in terms of being on the field more and more every week, running more routes more and more every week, and getting more touches more and more every week. Those are the some of the sticky stats that I think will project him to have a better second half of the season than what we've seen so far, which is why I think I'm not calling Travis Etienne breakout. He's yep. going to be a... Really, awesome. really, you're saying like RB, like late RB two. Yeah, I think he could finish RB3. as the RB twenty four, twenty two when it's all said and done. Which is gonna be really tough because right now he's RB thirty seven yep, on the year for sure. Uh, which is interesting. Okay, uh, my RB two, I'm going with um, not necessarily RB two on your team, but I'm also going deeper. And so this pick is if you have had injuries, if you just need a guy to play this week, and I think that a guy that should be rostered this week, and that is DJ Dallas. Uh, everyone is obviously really excited about Ken Walker and man, he's going to come in and be a league winner. Um, but DJ Dallas, like the reality is that is that they might just continue to have a timeshare. And so there is, uh, there is a reality out there that DJ Dallas could just get 50% of the snaps and he could, it could be a complete timeshare between him and Ken Walker. I think especially in week one, like if there's a week to play him to go, Hey, you know, it hasn't been established. They're going to like split, whatever, I think that DJ Dallas is a play. Uh, the other thing that's really positive about this is that DJ Dallas is only owned even currently in 17% of leagues. Like that's it. Only seven. So DJ Dallas is almost certainly out there. And if you have had injuries, if you uh, need some time to make a trade and get another guy or whatever, and you just have to have a guy this week, I, I think DJ Dallas, it's, I don't want to say it's a good play. This is a break glass emergency um, you are playing even like the, the backup to the backup with an injury, like recognize what you're doing here. But at the same time, if you do need a guy, 
um, I would feel more confident, at least as of right now, playing him than so many of the different guys who are in that same. Like I have more confidence in him than I do in Mike Boone. I have more confidence in him than Daryl Henderson. I ha- I think I have more confidence than him than Michael Carter, even though Michael Carter had two touchdowns last week. Um, I, you know, it gets scary when you get to Brian Robinson, uh, Eno Benjamin. If he's the guy, I would I would pick that over uh, DJ. But those are those are some of the things. If you are just desperate, break glass, play DJ Dallas. I like it, and, when, and I think I don't know if you mentioned this, but they they have a real need for DJ Dallas right now with. Penny out for the season and Travis Homer also missing time. It is Ken Walker and it's DJ Dallas. So it is unrealistic to think that Ken Walker is just going to come in as a rookie and demand all the work. So I think that's a really good pick. And I think just, especially for just this week, it's a, it's a solid guy that you can roll out there. All right. My running back two is Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon should absolutely be in your starting lineup this week as a, as a running back two with upside. Melvin Gordon in his first game without uh, Javante Williams last week, he was good. He had 11.8 fantasy points and half PPR, 15 carries, three catches, nearly got to 100 total yards. And here's the truth. If he would have gotten a touchdown, he would have been a running back one. He would have been, well, kind of. He would have been the running back 13, which like right at that running back one kind of fringe area. So I think you love the usage from Melvin Gordon. There's not, re- I'm not really afraid of Mike Boone. I'm a little bit afraid of Latavius Murray. But even still, I think if Melvin Gordon gets you 18 opportunities again, like he did last week, he he still looks like he has juice. He still looks like he's got some burst to him. And if he can just get over the freaking fumbling problem, he's going to have a really good week. And they play at the LA Chargers this week. And the LA Chargers just bled fantasy points to the running back position from the Cleveland Browns last week. Like that was a bad display of stopping the run from the Chargers. And they've been bad all year. That defense is not good. They're struggling. They're dealing with injuries. I like Melvin Gordon to have over 100 yards this year total, both receiving and rushing. And I like him to get into the end zone. And if he does that, he's a he's a strong running back to play, even with running back one upside. So love Melvin Gordon. I think he's a good player to have on your team moving forward. And I think he's a great player to have on your team in your lineup this week. Another guy that I like moving on to wide receiver is, and actually Joe already talked about him earlier in the show, oh, is I? Jacoby Myers. Oh, look and, at that. Uh, Jacoby Myers is currently taking away the two games that he was injured. He would be on a 153 target base, which is crazy. But but he has clearly established himself as the as the alpha, as the elite guy. And he's been good for PPR, I think, in the past. But this is the first time that we're really seeing we're seeing yards. We're seeing down the field throws. And Jacoby Myers has been that guy. Now, uh, you might not have confidence in playing him just because of how the season has gone with missing two games. And to be honest, you didn't expect him to be good. Like, that's the reality is that, uh, especially early on, like, we're relying on name value, especially the first three or four weeks. And we're like, I don't know, can I really trust that guy? And you can trust Jacoby Myers. He has done it week in and out uh, thus far. He's playing a Cleveland team that hasn't been good against wide receivers so far. And and I like Jacoby Myers rest of season even. Like I think he's a really good play. He's also only rostered in 77% of leagues. He's one, another one of those guys that like just is way more valuable, I think, than his than people perceive him to be. I like it. It's a good pick. All right, my wide receiver fringe star, Alan Lazard. I'm 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 doubling up on the Green Bay Packers. I had Aaron Rodgers. 
I love the stack with Alan Lazard this week. Alan Lazard has gotten better every game so far this year. He, he's been on the, on the field each of the last three games, over 90% of the snaps. He's gotten at least six targets in three straight games, eight targets in the last two games, and he's had three total touchdowns on the season. He looks like he's a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts out of that young wide receiver core. And he looks like the guy that has the upside to, to catch a touchdown. So they have a really good matchup, like I already mentioned when talking about Aaron Rodgers, at home against the New York Jets, a game that's projected to have a lot of points because the Jets are bad on defense, but the Jets can move the ball. So I expect that game to have, have some points. I expect that game to hit the over on its point total. So I actually really like Alan Lazard as a player, as a, as a prospect, and as a, as a guy in your fantasy lineup this week. He's currently the wide receiver 32. Nothing crazy, but he is a solid wide receiver three, and I think that number is going to continue to go down as he approaches more of a steady wide receiver two in your fantasy lineup. So I like Alan Lazard. If you can stack him with Aaron Rodgers in like a DFS lineup, I really like that. Or even if you're one of those teams who's dealing with bye weeks, we got the Detroit Lions on a bye week this week. So guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, you can't start. Houston Texans, Brandon Cooks, or Devontae Adams from the Raiders, they're on a bye. Any of the Tennessee Titans wide receivers, if you're trying to cover up a bye week from one of those wide receivers, I think you could do worse than Alan Lazard. And now I know he's heavily rostered, but there's a chance that he's sitting on your bench and, and you're out there, you're a listener, you own Alan Lazard. I guarantee you you haven't started him yet this year because you're afraid. I think this is the week that you can put him in your lineup with confidence. And I'm going with a guy that I know that you love, Joe, and that is Deontay Johnson. I do love me some Deontay. Uh, here's, here's how your season has gone with Deontay Johnson. You drafted him pretty highly. And Correct. you played him. And you put likely lost unless you were you know had a good team around him. And then you benched him. It, like you stopped playing him eventually. And what I'm saying is that it's time to put him back in your lineup. Uh, the truth is that Kenny Pickett, and this is um, uh, ridiculous and true at the same time, Kenny Pickett is better than Mitch Trubisky. He just is. And he's going to be better for Deontay Johnson. I think everyone worried that when Kenny Pickett, and it was a, it was a good, it was a, a right fear to have that Kenny Pickett was going to come in and who is his favorite guy going to be. And I would just say right now, Deontay Johnson is the best wide receiver. Like Deontay Johnson is an excellent wide receiver. And so last week we got to see that and he led the team in targets. Uh, He had 13 targets last game. Now they were playing Buffalo and obviously got down huge really, really early. And so I don't know that we're going to see that crazy high number every single week, but Deontay Johnson still has displayed that he is the best wide receiver on the team. He's displayed that he's getting the most targets and he's gotten an upgrade at quarterback. Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying Deontay Johnson, wide receiver one rest of season. I don't I don't think that that's super likely. Um, typically, rookie quarterbacks don't produce wide receiver ones. That's just a reality. Kenny Pickett's better, but he'll still have some ups and downs and that sort of thing. And so I don't see Deontay Johnson as being a wide receiver one rest of the season, but he's definitely not going to be wide receiver 32, which is what he has been thus far in the season. And so uh, get him off your bench and get him into your starting lineup. Jason, rest of season, Deontay Johnson or Jacoby Myers, your other wide receiver. Ooh. Oh, man. That is that's so hard, actually. Um, Man. I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson is more talented. The yeah, only thing I'm worried, I'm worried about, right uh, I'm worried about 
the clutter mm-hmm. in, you know, having multiple wide receivers to feed. But I think Deontay Johnson is the right pick. Deontay Johnson or DJ Moore rest of season? Uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay, I think if Deontay or DJ Moore just only has like the hope factor of being traded, that's it. Deontay Johnson or Adam Thielen rest of season. I'm just picking uh, guys Deontay that are Johnson. around him Deontay in Johnson. rankings. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate that at all. All right. My wide receiver pick, man, this guy is like, he's not flashy. He's not, you know, super electric, but man, he is just super necessary to his team right now. We're talking about Devin Duvernay, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, when I say the name Devin Duvernay, there's a real chance that going into this fantasy football season, you had no idea who Devin Duvernay was. Here's the truth. I study fantasy football like it's my job. It's not my job. I wish it was. But I studied fantasy football, and I didn't know who Devin Duvernay was going into this season. But he has proved to be super necessary and dependable for the Baltimore Ravens. He's been on the field for over 60% of snaps. He had seven targets last week, five for 54, and he has five touchdowns on the season. And Rashad Bateman is more than likely going to miss another week for the Baltimore Ravens. And if that happens, then Devin Duvernay is plugged into your lineup and you can start him with confidence that he's going to get you double-digit fantasy points because he's going to get opportunities. I watched that game against the Bengals on, I think it was the Sunday night game, and Devin Duvernay was being used out of the backfield. They were drawing up specific plays for him. They were handing him the ball. They were running bubble screens to him. He was involved in just so many areas of the offense that it was it was obviously Lamar Jackson's the, the, the best player in that offense. But it was Lamar Jackson, if he didn't find Mark Andrews, he was checking it down to Devin Duvernay. So Devin Duvernay has, has looked good on the field. He's been really relevant and really involved with his team. And if Rashad Bateman misses another week this week with his foot injury, and it's looking like he is as he didn't practice again today, then Devin Duvernay is a really good spot start. He's the wide receiver 22 on the season, so he already is a wide receiver too. And he's got always got that touchdown upside because the Ravens score a lot of points and there's a there's a lot of a lot of pie to go around when you're when a couple of your weapons are missing. So loving Devin Duvernay as a spot start this week. Man, their offense is really interesting. It's fun to watch, but um I it, I get in this place where I just don't like anyone. You know? Um and I and I'm not saying he's not a or not a good start. I think he is a good start. Yeah. But I don't love Devin Duvernay like rest no, of season. He had just, seven targets and only fantasy yeah. or ten fantasy points. I also don't love Rashad Bateman rest of season. And you know, same thing as you look at their running backs. I just go, man, I, I like that's it's so interesting to have a good offense and almost no one other than Lamar who's really great for Lamar is proving to be at least this year, really similar to Patrick Mahomes and that they are both elite and they get it done and their tight ends, get it done, but their wide receivers is just kind of feels like a wasteland, except for the occasional good game from Juju, the occasional good game from NVS. Same with Bateman and Duvernay. I just I like Duvernay this week with the the necessity for him to play with some injuries happening on the team. Yeah. Uh, okay. And for moving on to tight end, I am going with Hayden Hurst. Uh, here's the reality: uh, tight ends a wasteland, and um, there's no good players who play the tight end position. And and I'm kind of kidding, but it feels like after tight end two then it's just everybody else, you know, like, and and there, there's a couple people, I guess, who you would separate within that, 
but you don't feel any worse having Hayden Hurst than pretty much any of those other guys. Yep. Uh, and so here's why I'm going with Hayden Hurts. Uh, first of all, T. Higgins, we still don't know what T. Higgins is going to be. And they're they're going to need to have pass catchers on that offense. I don't love him nearly as much if T. Higgins is green-lighted, but obviously he was green-lighted last week. And so if T. Higgins is out, I think that Hayden Hurst is a great play. He has a good shot also to, to get another touchdown this week. Um, and so the truth is also that Hayden Hurst is a good player and he's a good pass catcher on a really good offense and that is enough for me especially if you have the number two target in the offense out then that is more than enough for me to go hey that's probably a top six tight end on the week and someone that I would be like really um, excited to start on the week and so I think uh, if you if you have Hayden Hurst he's rostered in just over half the league's uh, if you have him or if he's available, go and get him over a lot of the guys who are injured or everything else that's going on with bye weeks and whatnot. Yep, and I'm going to give you a deep pick at the tight end position, and I'm going with a guy by the name of Cade Otten, rookie rookie tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who, Joe? Who's Cade Otten? <laughs> yep, I know, right? Cade Otten has actually proved to be kind of relevant for fantasy over the really the last two games as the starting tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Cameron Brait has been dealing with injuries now I'm not saying Kate Otten's the next big thing at the tight end position but here's what I know there's there's tight ends that are injured out there Darren Waller's injured Dawson Knox is injured Logan Thomas is injured tomorrow night TJ Hawkinson is on by there. There's tight end. You, you got tight end problems. Maybe you got Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts may not play this Sunday either. So if you got one of those guys and you need a guy in your lineup, that's not going to give you a goose egg. That's going to give you five catches for 43 yards. Then look no further than Kate Otten, because here's what we know. Kate Otten was on the field last week for 94% of snaps. We love that as the tight end. He had seven targets. We love that from the tight end position. He had six for 43. Like, okay, that's seven fantasy points. You would take that on a spot start without your starting tight end available with you that week. We know Tom Brady loves to throw the tight end position. We know that there's always going to be touchdown opportunity when they get down in the red zone and Kate Otten's on the field. Tom Brady could look his way. So if you're lucky, you get you get five catches, you get 40 yards, and he gets into the end zone, and you're super happy. But even then, he he's not going to goose you. He's going to get target. He's he's going to get work, and and we know that you you could probably do worse than Kate Otten. And I went with a guy who's only rostered in seven percent of leagues, so he's out there. I'd pick up Kate Otten over a lot of these other guys that are sitting on the waiver wire right now. So let me just read a couple a couple of the names. Like I would take Kate Otten over Hunter Henry this week. I would take Kate Otten over Evan Ingram this week. I would take Kate Otten over Mo Ali Cox. I would take Kate Otten over Cole Komet this week. So those are just some of the guys that are out there, wildly available in waivers, and I would take Kate Otten over all of them. All right. We got two listener questions, and then we will close down the show. Sound good, Jason? Love it. All right. Listener question from Kyle. He wants a start-sit question. Start one of these players, Michael Pittman Jr., Mike Williams, or Gabe Davis. Yeah, uh, I think that this is actually pretty easy. Uh, And these guys were drafted not too far from each other, but for me, it's Mike Williams, and it's not even close. I know Gabe Davis had that humongous monster game 
Um, and, and I could talk about some, but the reality is Gabe Davis hasn't been great. He's still, even with that giant game, uh, he's only like wide receiver 28 on the year right now. And he's only, he only missed one game. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, uh, yeah, I think that even that injury is almost overblown a little bit. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. has not met expectations even close. Meanwhile, Mike Williams with Keenan Allen has been phenomenal. Uh, even the, so the very first game he had two fantasy points, four targets, two receptions, Keenan Gall- Keenan Allen goes out. And since then, Mike Williams has been amazing. 10 targets. Uh, I'll just go with fantasy points, 21.3 fantasy points, eight fantasy points, 15 and a half, 18.4, uh, going on 10, six, 11, 13 targets. Like he's on a good offense and he's getting a ton of targets and scoring fantasy points. And so for me, Mike Williams, at least while Keenan Allen is out, Mike Williams is a wide receiver one. And he's pretty much like a, he's not the elite of the elite, but he has shown since then, um, even within those four games, he's only had two touchdowns. It's not like he's doing it in ways that you go, oh, that's unsustainable or whatever. No, he's doing it in pretty sustainable ways where you're like, that's just the expectation when you have a really good quarterback and you get, 11 plus targets that's what you expect you get a wide receiver one and that's what mike williams is and has been and will continue to be uh while he is while keenan allen is out yeah you got to stay in the flames i'm gonna go with mike williams too uh i will say this there there is a there was one thing that made me consider michael pittman and it was the fact that mike williams plays was it your love for him no it wasn't my love for michael <laughs> pittman it was actually that the Chargers played Denver, and if Keenan Allen doesn't play, then that means Mike Williams is going to get the Patrick Sertan treatment as one of the best young corners in the NFL, which is worrisome. But I, I've also seen Mike Williams play enough. He's got an in- incredible ball skills for a wide receiver that Justin Herbert just throws it up to him, and he typically comes down down with it. So, Kyle, I think you should just stay in the flames, play Mike Williams, and then you because you, you just at the end of the day you want to live with the fact that. You won with Mike Williams in your lineup, or you lost, but Mike Williams was in your lineup. You don't want to you don't want to lose with Mike Williams on your bench, and he goes off. So that's that's why I would take Mike Williams. All right, one more question, Fred on Instagram, man, I'm sorry, Fred. What do I do with Allen Robinson? I'm considering starting Zay Jones or Michael Gallup in his place. Okay. Uh, first of all, man, you, you're bottom of the barrel there. You know, I'm like sorry. if that's, if yeah, that's all you I'm have sorry. to pivot from, that is pretty rough. Um, yeah. What do you do with Allen Robinson? I think you hold him. Like, obviously, if you can trade him, sure, I guess. But I think you hold him. You're not going to get anything from him. Um, and then the question of who are you going to start? I think Michael Gallup has the the best touchdown upside. Michael Gallup is a really good receiver who has kind of elite hops and uh, has already scored um, even in his really, really limited work coming back. But I think the the choice that I'm going to choose most likely is going to be Zay Jones, and I'm just going to chase targets. Like we're talking about three options that you're not excited about in reality. Um, Zay Jones is out there in tons of leagues. He's, he's, only, he's only rostering 37% of leagues, and yet – he's getting targeted like a wide receiver too. nine targets, four targets, 11 targets. He missed a game, eight targets. Now that hasn't always resulted in fantasy points. His last game, he only had two and a half, but the game before he had just shy of 20. So I'm just going to chase targets and say, and I'm going to live with, Hey, Michael Gallup might score a touchdown. Then Zay Jones might not, but I'm going to chase targets. What do you think, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. Honestly, I think Fred at at this point, if you're in a redraft league, you can drop Allen Robinson. I I that pains me to say because you you probably spent a decent draft pick on him. You probably got him in the fifth round as your wide receiver too. But man, he's he's probably just a plague to your roster. It might just be good speaking on someone who's been hurt by Allen Robinson before. Sometimes it's just good to rip the Band-Aid off, drop him, and then you don't have to worry about dealing with Allen Robinson anymore. Where do you think he ranks so far this year? He has not missed a game, by the way. He's been healthy. Oh, he, I mean, wide receiver 63. Uh, close. 76. Gosh, yeah. Which, like, Fred, so you can drop here's the him, thing. Man. You say... Hey, you can drop him. And my initial reaction is like, oh, that's a bad take, Joe. Like that, like that's my initial reaction, but you are right. Yep. You are right that you can drop him. He's not getting usage. He is he was getting red zone targets, but he's not gonna go from wide receiver 76 to being a wide receiver two rest of season. And so I I agree, even <laughs> though I hate it, I agree that I think you can drop Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I'm even just looking at some of the guys on the waivers right now in our league, Jason, the wide receiver position. Like, I'd, I'd rather have Marquez Valdez-Scantling than Allen Robinson right now. I'd rather have Donovan Peoples-Jones than Allen Robinson right now. I, I think, Fred, you can go pick up Devin DuVernay. Devin DuVernay is on a lot of waiver wires, and I just told him, told you that you can start him, so I, I would start Devin DuVernay. Would over you rather Allen have Robinson. Brandon Ayuk? Oh, um, yeah, probably. I've told this to Joe. I feel like we have a, a pretty limited bench in our league. I feel like in our league, Brandon Ayuk is like the perfect guy that could be rostered, but also could be on the waiver wire mm-hmm. every single week. Like he's the line of should this guy get rostered? Yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd's on our waiver wire right now. If T Higgins misses another game, then he's probably a better start than Allen Robinson. So Fred, I say all that to say you got options. I agree with Jason that if you're between those names that you mentioned, Zay Jones is probably the guy to start. Just chase the targets, but cut the cord, man. Let Allen Robinson go. We've all had to do it before. It's tough. <laughs> it does hurt, but it feels great when you're done. All right, Joe. Let's shut it down. All right, let's close the showdown. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Fantasy Football Time Podcast. Uh, It's been a real fun ride, episode 21. We got episode 22 coming up here in a few days. I'm excited for that. So for Joe Wallach, for Jason, the big hyena Gruber, take care. We'll see you next time. Good luck this weekend, and God bless.